Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. I'm assuming that means I'm on, even though what used to be a good beep is now a... Hi, how you doing? It's uh, January 26th, and it's a Tuesday, and uh, Susan should be there. Hi. Hi, I'm here. Did you, is that beep different to you too? Well, there was a second beep, right? I didn't hear it. You complained about the first beep. I didn't hear it. And then you did what sounded like a new start, which sounded good. What? I didn't start again. Well, you start out complaining about, was that the beep? And then, yeah, you say, it used to be a good solid beep. And then there was a good solid beep. That might have been just putting me on. Oh, that might be. So I don't get solid beeps. You get solid beeps. (laughs) What's with that? (laughs) And I just saw some poop under my piano. (laughs) This day is not starting out well. And now you have to stare at it for now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to not look that way. I'm going to look out at the dreary backyard. Well, that gives whole new meaning to my analogy about uh, the uh, Trump crimes being a a load of poop in your living room that you don't clean up enough. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Oh, I'll clean it up. But damn. Why is he? No, that hasn't happened in a while. I think what he hates rain Oh, it's too long a story, but I, yeah, I, yeah. I, was, not, I was not surprised. Um, and he was, I could tell he'd done it because of the way he was sort of like looking guilty. And then I went and checked and yeah, there it was. Um, so I can't imagine how difficult it is to have the urge to eliminate and to be beholden to others to put you in the proper place to do it and if they don't do it then you're so i'm blaming myself whatever that's right blue said uh so you know you know what happens mom uh (laughs) it's the piano (laughs) Mm -hmm. which is fine with me it's like his spot it's on hardwood easily dealt with and he only does it when he's in obviously some kind of desperation oh well anyway so sorry guys but speaking of poop (laughs) well i don't know what it is oh you know what it is it's because the science section of the new york times a special science section is on tuesdays and so it seems that when susan is on i i often have these little tidbits from the science section and um in in the case of uh today why don't i have it there was a whole big thing about ah, here i'll do the headline finally in 3d uh it's a kind of um dinosaur I never saw this one. Uh, dinosaurs all-purpose orifice. Oh, what it eats it it it. Uh, well, it, it turns it out it's not a... and and it procreates. Yeah, 
Um, but that, it turns out, is what a lot of animals do. I, it, it turns out that... Um, How many holes do you need when one can do? <laughs> that is correct. That is correct. And in fact, one of the scientists said something like that. <laughs> Saying that humans, you know, have all these holes and other animals just said, what the hell? What do you need all that for? How about just one? And I'm not... And I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Clo cloaca, cloaca, C L O A C A. And in the article, they just and then just start calling it a. Um, I don't know, but it gets really, I mean, really incredible. So they quote uh, these scientists. Imagine this, you know, explaining to your your parents, you know, what you do. Because that's increasingly a difficult thing for a lot of people, especially for the parents to understand what the hell it is their kids do, right? Oh, yeah. My, my husband's parents never could figure out what he did. And yeah. He was right. a psychoanalyst. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, what? You sit and listen to people? Um, <laughs> so <clears throat> uh, the biologist in this story from uh, University of Massachusetts is a specialist in the evolution of genitalia. Well, I could see as a three-year-old growing up to be that. <laughs> <laughs> he got fixated at a young age and never stopped. That makes perfect sense. And okay. it says if you go into her, her lab, you see collections of preserved animal rear ends. It'd be a strange thing it's to a be into. Weird. Yeah. Well, but and then there's another one who gets quoted, and that's a female too, who's into uh, is specifically into uh, penises. Oh, and Patricia, an expert in animal genitalia. Uh, it's just unbelievable. Anyway, so you read this stuff, and it's like, yeah. <coughs> anyway. Yeah, it's used, this one orifice can defecate, urinate, copulate, and extrude offspring. <laughs> well, well, that's a word. Yeah. I mean, what else? How else would they get out? Well, I'm just saying. And, and it's, uh, anyway, in a lovely picture here. And actually, I, um, so I always end up, for some reason, talking about, Stuff like Wait, this with can you. Can I just say, Lynn, that usually when you start talking about something in the New York Times, I'm I'm sitting here with my iPad right in my lap. I usually go right to the section so I can read. All. There was something about this conversation that made me not want to pick up my iPad at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. All right, I interrupted. But, yet but again. in fact, uh, last night I was reading through the week that magazine. And there was a little item there that said <clears throat> it was a good week um, for specimens with the discovery of the first fully preserved dinosaur anus. And that was this, that's what this was. But they call it incorrectly an anus. Well, I think what's interesting is that whoever discovered this thing looked at it and said, ah, wow, a dinosaur anus. <laughs> well, they went nuts. No, they went nuts. 
I mean, how does one know what one is looking at? <laughs> Here's a quote, how nuts they went. It's kind of a rare gift. <laughs> because what it is, is there was soft tissue preserved. Um, and that was the gift that normally, you know, you only see right, right, bones. Right right, 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 right. And so they were able then to actually make a kind of, yes, a 3D model of this anus slash everything else. So just a thing. Um, the dark coloring of the lips set against the backdrop of the animal's pale underbelly might have served as a sexual beacon. Also wafting pungent perfumes. Just that saying. Sounds like a, like a bodice ripper. Uh, yeah. For, for, right. for certain kind of uh, biologists, this would be, yeah, really hot and heavy stuff. Okay. So I've only got one more in, in this. Um, I don't know what it is, but I, I hate Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, I have to say I'm right there with you. I, I liked her right up through up until and through Shakespeare in Love. And then I don't know what happened to that person. Well, she got pretty full of herself. Narcissistic personality disorder. That's exactly what I was going to say. And she was always telling other people, how other women, how how to live their lives. And she did it from a perch of a multimillionaire, you know, Celebrity. Right. right. Remember, she was of the conscious uncoupling. <laughs> oh, yeah. She did not get divorced. She had a conscious uncoupling. And then she became this uh, major CEO of, uh, of uh, a corporate of Goop. It's called Goop, which I think is really an awful name. But Goop is incredibly successful marketing snake oil products. Yeah. I mean, just that was the thing where you could get the where you could get the egg to shove shove up your uh, uh, vagina uh, to uh, I don't know what you were supposed to put eggs in your vagina. It was a stone that you were supposed to put in there and 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 exercise around. I think and she had to, <laughs> she had to pull that one off the market. Well, she does these things where women pay tons of money to get, um, you know, to get her her brilliance. But listen to this. I mean, this is a kind of nonsense. She's being sued uh, because a woman, a British woman said that she purchased one of Gwyneth Paltrow's famous Vagina scented candles. <laughs> Probably That's what showers are for. <laughs> Why would you buy a candle? Well, Susan, some people may feel differently. This woman liked the idea of a vagina scented candle, so she bought it and she lit it and it exploded. I don't know how a candle explodes, but it exploded out of living room. disgust with it. Yeah. <laughs> and in her um, in her lawsuit, she says there were there were bits flying everywhere. We eventually got it under control, and I threw that thing out the front door. Um, 
So just saying. Well, there's a lot of lawsuits that I'm taking pleasure out of these days. I mean, you know, the, the, the fact that I've never really felt fondly about a voting machine company before, but man, you gotta love Dominion. <laughs> they're suing Giuliani. They're suing the. I know, I do love him. I and, do love and, him. And I mean, and the lawsuit against Giuliani is just hysterical because it, it be, be, and it's and they're right. You're, they're pointing to how much money he made ripping people off selling his own brand of snake oil and and the fill in between was defaming them yeah and yeah. I, and he's getting sued yeah. and and you know and it's all right out there it's clear as day and and it's also clearly a lie i mean this is like the easiest case of defamation ever and to show that he and then they can show so easily how he profited off of it yeah you know, telling yeah. everybody to when they buy their whatever it is, punch in Rudy as your you know code or Rudy twenty as your. You know. Well, um, he's toast. I mean, he. It's hard to even understand what happened to him. I mean, without thinking it has it's. You want to say that he's nuts, right? You want to yeah, say you do. You yeah, just I know. Do. I know. But I think this was who he was all yeah, along. Forever. Wow. All righty. Well, Roger just wrote, what show did I tune into? <laughs> Anus? Holes for copulation, urination, and def defecation? Is this Lynn Cullen or Howard Stern? Oh, no, this is Lynn Cullen. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's Lynn Cullen on Tuesdays. I can't. Ha it just happens. It's like my fault. You see, yeah, it's, it's turning Susan. into a Republican right before your eyes. It's her fault. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Is so, that all he had to say? <laughs> yeah, that's all he had to say. What What the hell's going on? But but we, you, you had already, we had segued out. Um, yes, I had to say Rudy. That. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I has, I know I'm, I'm trying to, you, you told me no outrage. So I, I'm going to tell you about my nice walk out in the again snow and, and just thank you once more publicly for my yak tracks or whatever they're called. Um, yeah, I think they are. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Man, I got to tell you, anyone that's absolutely got to walk their dog three times a day and is living through what I'm living through in terms of weather, you just snap these things on the bottom of your shoes or your boots. And the same ice that took me out twice on Sunday before 9 a.m. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, there we got icy weather here today. So yeah, well, really I've, just be been careful. I've just been trudging right <laughs> over it in these things. And I know uh, they're amazing there. It's really amazing. So yeah, very little tracks. money. You can, you can do this safely. I'm sure there are other products too, but these, these work and, and thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, really, I was afraid. Like, no, because yeah, I got, I got our brother some and I, I mine are know. in Chicago, like an idiot. I, I forgot I would need them, but then I remembered mother must have a pair. <laughs> right. And I found it was like Hanukkah presents. And uh, and and the fact is, you can get them at um, 
at REI and, and, and oh, yeah. online. Right, right. There's probably not an REI in Green Bay, is there? No. There isn't a store left in Green Bay. There isn't a department store left in Green Bay. This is something that I don't understand. Then This isn't pandemic related. For no. some reason, this town that has, you know, over 100,000 people in it has no no retail. retail. No retail. Except, well, yeah, it has a little bit of that. You know what it does that. has? It has yeah. some cute little shops now because there isn't anything else, which actually I enjoy. But if you want, well, it does have the big box stores. That's who. Do, that's no, what's they're left. gone. But they're gone. Oh, no. no, no. Well, it's got Walmart, yeah, and Costco. No, and it's got stuff like Bed Bath and Beyond and and that kind of stuff. Yeah, all that yeah, stuff that yeah. makes that's what's left of malls that used to be anchored by a department store, and the department stores are gone, right? Yeah, but Green. What I'm saying is, Green Bay lost theirs before other yeah. before other things. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. And it's hard to understand why. Uh, it's too bad. bad. Yeah, it's so yeah. too bad. God. But as I said, what you do find around here, or at least used to before. Um, I haven't looked recently, having been locked up for a year. But what was here instead was um, nice little shops like you don't see other places anymore. You know, yeah, ind individually owned stores. Sorry. Well, I hope. I mean, maybe that's something that'll make a, a comeback uh, then. But not independent stores are getting just destroyed by oh, yeah, the yeah. pandemic. Yeah, well, of course it is. Of course. I was thinking today of this little shop that I get um, most of my clothes from and have in the last few years. And um, it's in a little town near here, not far, but, um, and I was wondering, I wonder if they're, if they're still alive. Um, and then I thought, well, what difference does it make? Because I now have two things I wear. That's it. I don't need clothes. And I've, that's something I've learned from this experience. Oh, I don't need clothes. No, I As a matter that, of fact. Yeah. I think whole well, industry. As a matter of fact, something that's really, um, I, um, I don't know if I can bear ever to wear a bra. <laughs> right, right, right. I, I, I have. Every once in a while, if I know I'm someone's going to show up at the door or something, I'll put one on it and I'll think, oh God. Constraining, don't like it, and um, and you know, I have, I have some rather large boobs, so I mean, it's 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 not. I should have a bra on, but I've gotten so used to being comfortable. What? Who says you should have a bra? On? This is what I'm talking about, as I opposed mean, to fashionable. Right. Well, I. Mean, I I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, I, I mean, well, I gave a bra was easy for me. I gave that up first. But I mean, think, I don't think I'm going to go back to ever wearing makeup the way I, you know, routinely wore makeup. I might. I wonder. Put, I wonder if I will. I'll put some mascara on. Maybe I'll put some lipstick on. That's it. I mean, that's probably all I did for the last 10 years anyway. But I mean. I I just think that if if women haven't figured out for this solid year that they aren't letting themselves go if 
they present themselves clean and dressed. That's all men have to do. Right. <laughs> why, right. You know, why do we have to tart ourselves up? I don't get it. Uh, let's just not. It's the culture that's been telling us to do this. And think how much money you waste. And no, you don't look better. You, you just look the way they tell you to look. Oh, right. I mean, right. I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be outraged. I'm pleading. I'm pleading. I think women <laughs> need to, we need to accept ourselves and find ourselves beautiful. Choose. Just the way we are. But here's the thing. Also, one of the things that's happened. Dur- so during this time of being shut down and isolated, a lot of women have done what I have and you have. Not, you know, just letting being who we are, letting it go, all the artifice, all of that, and finding it liberating and wonderful. On the other hand, a lot of other women have used this to have plastic surgery. Oh, I know. I'm Apparently, sure. plastic surgeon, plastic surgeons are like raking in the dough because you can go get all this stuff done and not have the unpleasantness of you know, hiding in your house, black right. right? Yeah, exactly right. So they're getting, they're making themselves into, you know, whatever, whatever the powers that be say they should look like. Um, and so it's not like everybody's getting the same, uh, oh, no, is no. reacting different in the people same way. Get different messages. And, and I am always careful to point out that this is the viewpoint of a post-mating woman. Yes, that is true. Yes. You don't care to attract the male. But I don't think I'm looking, I'm, well, I mean, I'm looking at my no, daughter. No, you look fine. Daughter. Yeah, and I, I'm just saying that younger women, I have noticed, are doing the same thing. They're happily married younger women, so maybe they don't care either. Uh, they're, but, but they certainly want to be attractive to their other half. And I think the other half finds them just fine the way they are. <clears throat> I mean, that's the one thing I always In my remember. life, I, no. Eric always told me that he didn't want me to get, please don't get plastic surgery. Please don't do yeah, it for me. Right. You know, I like you just the way yeah, you are, yeah. which is alive. You know, and that was his point. Why would you risk killing yourself? Why would I want you to risk killing yourself to get a nip or a tuck? That's what people don't realize. It's uh, a real risk. Anyone who who has elective surgery uh, in so cavalier a way to fix a nose or, uh, you know, make their skin tighter. Are they, boy, are you willing to die? No, because, I know. Granted, we, it's right. A, we know a girl, well, that, I, a girl that we grew up with died on the table getting a nose job, you know, because she, she reacted badly to anesthesia. That's what happened. Yeah. It wasn't even malpractice. Yeah. It just happened. It's uh-huh. a risk. There's a reason you sign those consent forms. <laughs> and that's all. And then no, the other risk, yeah. the other risk is that you end up unboxed. You ever watch that? That'll cure you. <clears throat> Do you know what? As you said that, I just realized I have no recollection. Oh, yes. Okay. Maybe I do. Of signing, you know, how right before you go in, they give you the, the paperwork. Form, right. 
Well, it's usually the day before. You know. I think. Well, I have no recollection of it. The only time I think maybe I signed something was when I was in the prep area before they put me in the OR. Um, where you say, yes, I know I could die. And I, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bob and Braddock says, I think I know why you truly hate Gwyneth Paltrow. Her mother is Blythe Danner. Yes, that's Blythe Danner was a uh, an actress, very good actress herself. I don't hold Blythe. I like but Blythe Danner is fine. Why should we? Danner, hate and she was married to an actor, uh, uh, Bruce no, a Paltrow, film, right? A, a film director. He was a director. Bruce Paltrow. Okay, uh -huh. and um, but Bob is reminding me that it was Blythe Danner's voice that did the voiceovers for years and years and years of our medical evil empire, UPMC. Oh. Choose. Choose your what, – what, why can't I think of what exactly it was? It's like choose your, your doctor as if your life depended on it. Because it um, does. Yes, yes. It does. And it was, yes – that was Gwyneth's mom, Blythe Danner, who um, is not doing it anymore. You're right. Thanks for the reminder, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, okay. it might be true, subliminal. You know, no, but you see, that wouldn't bother me, and I and I I he I hate Gwyneth right up there with Lynn, um, and for much the same reasons. I, that these people that appoint themselves arbiters of of pure bunk and then sell it to you and get admired for it. And, and uh, why do people oil, need people I, I, to tell them what to believe and what to do and where to go and what to wear? I don't get it. Cause we're, we're conditioned from day one by commercials and um, uh, you know, Madison Avenue's got our number when we're in utero. It's just, and some people, this is where, again, media literacy would be so helpful for people to be, to take things in and understand how they're being played all the time. I don't know. I don't know. And then people are insecure, Suze. Well, that's, that's what so much marketing is about. Well, it that's is. That's what I so mean, much marketing is about. It's the I mean, same thing the, you know, as, as, as the appeal of Trump. It's, you know, find find your insecurity and play up to it. So women think we're ugly. And they, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, what is this saying? That each and every woman finds herself ugly and unappealing. So, well, it's pretty much true. And, you know, you look at women, there's not a there's I don't know a woman who is not critical of the most beautiful woman who's right. not critical. Right. Of so the if the cultural message to women is you're all ugly, but we can fix it. It's not ugly. You're you're you need to be fixed. It's not ugly. Exactly. I'm telling you, women it's, absorb. You're it not as, perfect. As well, we're imperfect. It's it's more. It's enough to be a wound, such that it. Well, drives it starts with little girls. You're, we screw our little girls up right off the bat. And I, 
every time. What do you say to when you see a little girl that you've never I met before? I refuse to now. I don't. Well, but every but we did, and 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 everybody pretty much still does. The thing you say to a little girl is, "Oh, you're so pretty," or "What, what a gorgeous beautiful dress." You dress. Yes, or I love your shoes, or look at your hair. You don't do that to a boy. So what do we say to boys? Where's that truck you're playing? Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> but girls from day one, and even the people who love them do it to them. Well, all that superficial crapola. Well, and even when you try... When you try very hard not to do it, 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 the culture does it for you. So, you know, that's that's just the way it goes. At the very least, we can all try not to do it. I have had some slips, um, you know, in the last few years. And and when I've heard myself, I thought, oh, my God, look what you just did. It's um, (laughs) kids get the message loud and clear. I think I have a caller, Suze. Okay. Hello. Hey, Lynn, it's Mary in Murraysville. Hi, Mary. I have three points. I'm not, so good at poli- I'm not so good at politics, but appearance I can chime in on. You're right about not wearing a bra all day, but since the pandemic started, I've been working at home half the time and at work half the time. And it's almost worth wearing a bra all day so that you can come home and take it off and just have that joy of taking off your bra. Well, that's true, the joy of taking it off. But then why even bother putting it on if no one's going to see you? Well, uh, uh, these are the days I have to go into the office and work. <laughs> oh, I see you go in. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Um, about 30 years ago, I worked in the housekeeping staff at a nursing home, and we had one woman who, she had like a vanity set up in her room with, with some makeup and perfume. And every morning she'd get dressed and do her hair and, do her makeup and she looked really beautiful. She must have never went in the sun. She was gorgeous even in her 80s. And someday someone asked her about her routine and she said, well, when I look better, I feel better. So there's that. Yeah. And the third thing that I've I heard that really too. weird, yeah, is that Kanye West's mom, who was a college professor and you know an accomplished woman, died on the operating table getting some kind of plastic surgery. And then he goes and marries the queen of plastic surgery. So I just find that weird. Huh. Yeah, that's right. I do remember his mother. Yeah, well. Yeah, didn't she die like in Brazil or something? It was like, didn't, wasn't she in some? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm vaguely remembering this. Yeah, I don't know. All I know is that she died with getting an elective plastic surgery, which is a tragedy. So, yeah, my husband said. Mary, you're not. So I believe him. Mary, are you the one who sent me this, um, uh, email about the satellite sisters? Yes. No. No, you are. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I just want to say this. I, I, I Because I, I kept your email because you said one thing in it that I really, that's a podcast, which I have not listened to, but it's five sisters, Susan, right. talking about just talking, right? Pretty much right. just and talking. They, they started in radio, and so they, they have good presentation skills. And they don't okay. Do an and the, 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 the baby of that of yeah. sibling group is fi- is fifty four years old, so they're they're of a certain age, so it's a good good age spread. 
And and I, I've kept your email because you said one thing that just I, I need to talk about again. And I know I get people get mad at me, but I you say I've tried to listen to podcasts hosted by younger women, but their vocal fry drives me nuts. Yeah. And <clears throat> I have to tell you, I have this, I really have the same problem. I was listening to some local news the other day and they had, I rarely do. And so there was a female reporter that I never saw before. And she totally had that. I don't know how, how do you, I mean, don't they have sore throats all the time? I don't even understand how, how did this happen? That people and even men, young men are talking like that too. What happened and what started that? Where they talk with that strange? Can you do it? I can't do it. I'm not doing it right. No, well, I don't know. But and some people, some people don't even hear it. And I talk about chalk on a blackboard. It makes me insane. So even on, you know, CNN or MSNBC, a young person on there, uh, you know, with uh, you, I don't think any of like the major people have it. Right. Because. Right. Can you think of any major? No, I don't think a major. What gets me are the exaggerated end end consonants. So like hang is hanga, you know. Oh, that's so cute. Uh, that's so, you know, look at that hanger. You know, I don't, it is the uh I don't, at the I, end. Oh, don't give me another thing to get annoyed by because I hadn't noticed that. Oh, yeah, there's several. But I don't understand what happened to these women. And it used to be that you would tell young women, highly educated, full of talent, that they, in terms of how they presented themselves vocally, they were doing that upturn thing so that everything they said was a question and begging for some reassurance. So I went and saw him and da, 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 and da, 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 asking for approval. Yeah. And reassurance. Approval. And I'm thinking, you cannot be authoritative and talk that way. What are you doing? And, and and then th that still goes on, but they added this uh, this this horrible sounding, deep in your throat way of of talking. I don't know. And you're right; it's not ain't that ain't the kind of voice for a radio, television, or the boardroom. It ain't. It's it's unpleasant. Why did well, that happen? When I went, nobody's now, but, helping me here. What happened? I don't know. How but did, when where did I it went, come from? Well, when I went to work as a young woman, um, I remember that I very, I've said this before. I very consciously yeah, dropped you lowered my your voice, voice an octave. Right. So that people right. would right. listen to me. Yeah. Right. Right. And I, and I so very deliberately. Way up here? Yeah, well, yeah. there's an awful lot of this, and I don't quite get that because it's hard to hear. I mean, I do think that lower registers are, are easier to hear. Yeah. And easier, and and uh, you know, if the point is communication, but yes, the total all the the language of American English has shifted. I mean, the 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 music of American language has shifted dramatically 
in the last 10 years. Uh, it started, actually, it started, what, about 20 years ago with Valley Girl Talk. And, and that, yeah, that was might so be awful that everybody yeah. made fun of it, but it became mainstream. It, a lot of that up talk is, val- that up talk is, is Valley Girl. And I think it might be where the, the fry comes from as well. I'm, I'm not sure. Hey, um, Mary, you still there? Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you go because we have another caller. But I, I also want to say that I love your, um, your sign off uh, on your email as well, which is walk in peace but raise hell. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> right, Thank on. You, Mary. Right, Thank bye-bye. you. Bye. <laughs> and uh, we have another caller apparently. Hello. Oh, I don't have any kids, so I'm not a parent. Um, I knew it. I knew it was you. Well, I want yeah, to talk about I want to talk about the talking <laughs> because. Um, okay. Yes. Go uh, for re- it. Recently, a good friend of mine who's three years older than uh, two years older than him, so that makes him uh, sixty, was talking about his grandson and him in a mall, and then his grandson running to running into this guy full of tattoos and talking to him and all this kind of good stuff. Now, my friend lives in D.C. Very professional guy, always walks around with a suit and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And he was telling his grandson about how, you know, hanging around with those kind of guys was going to, you know, mess with his career. Blah, 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 blah. Turns out this guy was his boss, the guy that his grandfather was talking to. So my point is, as we're talking about the way these kids talk, for the kids, it's commonplace. You know, this is going to work in corporate America. Have you been in corporate America? (laughs) See the kids walking around with their T-shirts and jeans and tennis shoes. (laughs) Yeah, you know, we're we're, we're, um, talking about our our generation and the new generation. This is this is the norm, and I think it changes faster. You know, the way people talk. You know, Pittsburghers with our yinzes and nats and all that stuff was very Pittsburgh. But the way things spread now on the internet and with television and all that kind of stuff, regional dialects become national dialects fast. <laughs> it depends on who's popular yeah. and what's popular and how they talk. <laughs> yeah. And why would you choose I, what the the fry thing? Do, why would anybody choose to talk that way? It's so obnoxious. I think I think to them it's just normal. You know, I used to be. You know how you? I grew up. Bugs Bunny with a southern accent, you were stupid. It took me a long time to get over that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It took me a long time to get over that. You know, I still hear it. I still, you know, I have to resist. If I hear Mitch McConnell talk, I hear uh, some Bugs Bunny, Bugs Bunny character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. to them, to, to, to their ear, it doesn't sound the way we hear it, you know, because we're not used to it. To their ear, they've But they're it. incorrect. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that, 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 they that, that, are incorrect. Anytime you your example, you. anytime you choose Mitch McConnell as your example, we know who's right and who's wrong. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I, 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 I was working on an imitation of oh, Mitch McConnell, but I can't do it. I end up doing like the uh, there was a buzzer on Bugs Bunny. That that I end up yeah. doing. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that'd now, be about right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He really, yeah, he actually looks like him, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, he looks 
like a cartoon character, but he looks like a turtle. Yeah, and and that that buzzard has that same neck. Um, as a matter of fact, they did a turtle with the you know, tortoise and the hair race that had that Mitch McConnell look. Uh, you're t- throwing me yeah. off. Now, I've always had a problem I'm sorry. with. I'm oh, sorry. That's okay. It's your show. I'm just some guy. Um, <laughs> the the uh, uh, plastic surgery and women uh, altering themselves as they get older. You don't know how many times, even on, um, you know, when I post stuff on Facebook, when I call myself old, you know, people are like, oh, you're not old. And they're like, geez. And I'm trying my best to get this whole, that old means bad, out of, of, of the zeitgeist. It's, 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 it's not, yeah. you know, I'm old. <laughs> it's not like I'm saying. Yeah, right. Oh, well, <laughs> I say I'm, you know, it's so funny because you're <laughs> what? You're not even 60. I'm not even so, 60. I say, I say I'm old. I just had a birthday. I am old. And I can't tell you how many people, friends say, oh, you are not. Well, (laughs) what nonsense. It's because we, yes, old is like something horrible. And so you you can still call up your mommy and go, hi, mom. You're not old. (laughs) (laughs) I know. This is true. Because when I turned 50, they said, oh, we're not, oh, we're middle age. I said, I have no intent to live to be 100. I smoke a lot. <laughs> you know, yeah, so, right, but, right. But I, I know when I, uh, I was about 50, and my little sister, who's a teacher in Colorado, called me and said, uh, Clarence, I met one of my students' uh, uh, grandfathers, and he reminds me so much of you. And I said, yes, yeah, so. She said, but I don't think of you as a grandfather. And I said, well, I'm old enough to be a grandfather. And she, and she, yeah. said, she said, well, I don't, I don't feel you know, 40. And I went, cause she was 40 at the time. And I said, well, how old do you feel? She said like 25. I said, here's what happened. When you were 25, you imagined what it would feel like to be 40. You were wrong. <laughs> that's, I said, I think that's the, when people say, I don't feel my age. I'm like, what is there a whole warehouse full of views with different feelings for their ages? You feel exactly like you're supposed you know to what? feel. Of course. What, what, <laughs> what people don't realize is so true that we inhabit who we are is not our skin and our faces and it's the shell our bodies are the shell we inhabit and that shell ages but the person that's inside that shell is the same it's the same person yeah I just same person <laughs> I want to end up because I thought this was a good line somebody said so you know, the, the, uh, you're not old. Well, they said you. You said they said you. Well, you're young at heart. And I said, no, I'm not. And I have the pills to prove it. Right. <laughs> that's that's one of the parts that's not young. Now, now my dancing feet, my dancing feet are young, but they're underneath my old heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Clarence. Good Thank to hear you. from you. Thanks. Okay. Bye. 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 But, uh, yeah, that's another thing. You know, we were talking about how our culture, you know, demonizes women and we all are so insecure about how we look, how we this, how we that. And I've just been dumping on women, young women, for the way they talk. So there's a there's another one. Um, Well, I mean, but but the other thing is, is have you looked at the age of women that they call grandmothers in commercials? Because I'm here to tell you that the grandmothers in commercials are great grandmothers. Yes, true, true. And the mothers in well, commercials don't look are like, grandmothers. Grandmothers don't look like grandmothers used to look. I, I mean, know, in so our day change age. the stereotype. I mean, you know, so stop putting up right. 
a, a grandmother from 1950 and thinking that that's what grandmothers look like. That doesn't speak to anybody. And all it does is piss off a lot of grandmothers. You're speaking to one. You know, I'm going, that's But here's me. the thing. Here's the thing. And I'm an old grandmother. It's, again, part of our culture demonizing old right. people. I mean, discounting them. It's like a, the worst thing that can happen to you is getting old. And um, that's why, you know, that's why every birthday when I'm 85, somebody's going to say, I'm going to say, hey, I'm so old. You're not old. You know, at some point, guys, just stop it. It's crazy. And it shows, again, how we play into that thing right with being that, oh my god you couldn't be it's old bad. we ha- i yeah, think being I old we should start getting medals we should start getting medals and being celebrated i don't know right we should it's, it's, we should at the very bullshit. least we should at least embrace the fact that there's an actual thing as the life cycle and it begins and it ends and pretending like it isn't going to end doesn't mean that it doesn't end and, you know, pretending like you know when it's going to end, it doesn't make it that way. You know, none of that stuff. I just, you know, however long it goes, it goes. I, you know, and it's, yeah. I, the only way that I can tell for me the difference in is just, you know, a subtle change in the way I think about things, you know, about what bothers me and what doesn't and what scares me and what no longer bothers me at all. You know, it's, that it's and and in many ways that's just a comfort. I'm just more comfortable in my own skin, and isn't that wonderful? I would have liked that yeah. about 30 years ago. You know. Yeah, but see, 30 years ago, you wouldn't have had whatever it was that let you get there. Let, hey, I got there. a story I want to share. I didn't hear this story, and I want to share it because it cracked me up. Okay, I'm just going to read it as is. A thief who stole an Oregon, 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 Oregon woman's SUV with her four-year-old child inside, drove back to criticize the woman for her parenting. (laughs) (laughs) This child was just rude as I kidnapped him. (laughs) Well, that was the first sentence, a great first sentence. The unnamed woman left the vehicle idling outside a store while she ran in to buy milk. The suspect stole it and drove off, but then returned to demand the woman remove her child. Uh, According to the police report, quote, he actually lectured the mother for leaving the child in the car and he threatened to call the police. (laughs) <laughs> well you know you got to appreciate his moral sense you know I there do. is right I and do. there is wrong and if you leave your car well, running he, you deserve to yeah. have it stolen and shame right. you and for leaving car, your kid in there being. yeah <laughs> a, a kid is a lot more important than a car right and I, I think that is just the greatest story. Right. Well, she should. He should now sue her 
for um, putting him in in the situation where he had to turn himself in rather than hurt her child. <laughs> oh God, I know. So Susan, yeah, we've gone for it, 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 thank you because we've gone forty eight minutes without really. Well, I was going to just tell you my 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 grandson story. We could make it one more. Let <laughs> go. Okay, you can do the grandson story, and then I'm going to let you do your 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 rant that you had talked about last night because okay. it is so appalling. Oh, it is appalling. Okay, but first. Okay, first, but do do your grandson story because it's sort of. Or I thought it was sort of on point there for a second, um, but now I can't remember why I would have thought that. Wait a minute, I have to get to it. What do you mean you have to get to it? Oh, you want to quote it exactly? Well, okay, I'll just tell you the story. So my my son was uh, playing a game with my grandson that involved uh, some sort of pretend fishing, and my and your grandson is how old? Wait, we just my grandson is six. This. My grandson okay. is six. all right. Okay, and um, we were uh, and the, and so they're playing this game. Oh, here it is. And my son says, hey, Ellis, do you want to go fishing this summer for real? Uh, and and my son says, sure, but we'll have to catch and release because. No, your son you... didn't say. Your no, grandson. My grandson and then my grandson says, sure, but we'll have to catch and release because that is how you keep the fish population stable. <laughs> I just, he's oh, in he's God, in toddler's laning since he was two, and now he's six. Yeah, and, I know. I just I, but, I just you know, love the, little. This is derived of, yeah. Well, he's really into animals and biology mm -hmm. and reading about them. Yeah. So this is this is real info. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. So you want me to do my rant? Well, it's just. It's just one of these things that you don't understand how it can be possible in this day and age, and it coincides with you know my uh, intersects with. But my... you do know, Sue, Sue's. I you, you know you can't express astonishment at at what you're about to uh, talk about. It's been ha it's all over the place and constant. I know it's all over right? the place and constant. Okay, so but go. as someone that spent time on a school board and and had many positive experiences with school board people and superintendents and administration of public school people. They're a righteous bunch. Um, so it's the story coming out of the South somewhere, I can't remember where, where a teacher has, uh, yet another teacher, I think, in the district had died of COVID. And this was in Cobb, Cobb County, Georgia. Georgia, and this and and um, the teacher had, <laughs> had had been someone who felt very strongly about wearing masks, and um, and after the teacher died, a teacher friend went before the board with masks. The board is sitting there with at least uh, two people prominently not wearing. It was a mask. It was the superintendent of schools. And an, and one and of the board, board members and a board member re, and, reached, and right unmasked and the other members of the board were masked right the teacher brings masks and asks the two unmasked people to please at least in to honor and in memory of their employee that had just died 
of the disease that this was trying to prevent, would they please not just wear a mask? And they refused. They did not. Well, she asked specifically in a moment of silence. Yes. A moment of silence for them, right, for the for the deceased. And to please, one of the things that the the deceased teacher had said is he asked that people please wear masks. And so to honor him, right, right, to honor him, could we have a moment of silence and could everybody please put on a mask? And those two refused. Did not. Did not. Well. And to me, um, really, I, I just, uh, the way I felt about that when I read that is, okay, we're going to start a GoFundMe page. We're going to pay all those teachers to walk out. We'll feed them. Look. We'll take care of them. And they don't come back until that superintendent is fired. Because I don't know how you lead a group of people that you've just told flat out that you, you don't care whether you kill them. You won't lift You won't lift a finger to help your employees stay well, you'll refuse to set a proper example. The one thing I so truly believe about anybody sitting on a school board, anybody in a position of administration, is that every single thing you say and every single thing you do has to be a lesson, has to be an object lesson. It's the way it's going to be viewed. It's the way the children should have the privilege of viewing you. And when you do shit like this, you deserve to be thrown out and fired. I, it's just, it's appalling to me. So there's my quiet well, little rant. Okay, yeah, so it was a very quiet little rant. But, the, you know, so this is, uh, these people, those two, and the millions like them, are are dug in and they are unapologetic and it's it's really astonishing although not of course um well i just i read something about how local... for for me as if i were well, sitting on that board i would be firing the superintendent for that and and i can count votes on that board they've got the majority Well, we'll see if there's any repercussion. He should be fired. Probably. Unbelievable. Just unbelievable. The other thing about the, the teacher who died that struck me, <clears throat> both he and his wife were teachers and um, both got COVID, but he succumbed. He was in his 50s. And um, he was a kindergarten teacher. Yeah. And boy, are they rare. I can't, I was so, I, I've never heard of a male kindergarten teacher. Do you know how important it is that we get more men on the elementary oh. level? It is oh, so gosh. important. My, my brother-in-law was an elementary school teacher, um, fifth grade, but um, I can guarantee you that he gave so much to his students just by being his, by being a man. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's terribly important that children see at all levels of education that education of them is important to both genders or right. to all genders. And right. 
you know, I, I don't under, uh, it's, uh, it was considered unmanly, I'm sure. Uh, but those kids get a treasure when they get a man in the early Absolutely. years. And usually um, you got I a gym teacher you know, or maybe an art teacher. That's right. You know, you or get maybe one a science teacher. Or maybe but, you're a yeah. Right. But, you know, I was thinking in, in, in my son's uh, education, he'd had nothing but women until second grade, third grade. And he bumped into his first guy. A former Marine, <laughs> a former Marine, Mr. Bowman, who, and, and, and my kid was terrified of him. Stop and think. He came from a single right. family house. He did not know of a, a single parent. He d- didn't know from men as a. Uh, a man as a you know authority figure and Mr. Bowman being a marine was you know and Sam was just terrified of him and so so much so that he would he actually threw up before school some days and I finally thought oh god I gotta tell the Bowman so I called Mr. Bowman and I told him, and he was so stricken. He said, "Oh my God, I can't." I and he said, "Thank you for telling." Yes, thank you for telling me. And all I can say is that to this day, if you ask. If you ask Sam, who is the best teacher you ever had, he'll say, Mr. Bowman. And it's the only one he went back after he'd gone to college. He went and stopped at the school to see Mr. Bowman. And yeah, yeah, just wow. And Mr. Bowman, a marvelous teacher, he died so young. Can't bear it. Just can't bear that he's gone. A great, great teacher. Yeah, well, You're right. Yeah, I would love to see uh, emphasis put on, um, on on good men at all levels of education and good women at all levels of education. Um, because because it's it's best for our children if they see that. That's right. Well, you know, I and if they thought there'd be more of them because there's a lot of little boys that are nurturing and educators and not, you know, not afraid to have a room full of kids. Right. You know, Aww. there's another guy. Uh, there's another guy that I've come to know that I just, I, I just the thought of him, just I, I adore. He's got a daughter that's a ballerina, and they never have enough men, you know, to hold the ballerinas, you know, to stand around in tights, and and and, and do a couple <laughs> of lifts, and you know, and and be the bar on stage. And so this man would go and and his, he would go and do that so that his daughter could be mm-hmm. in ballet and he could do it with her. And, and he's just this big guy. And I thought, what Aww. a dad, you know? 
What a dad. They're out there. They are out there. Well, guys, I hope you don't mind, you news hound types. Um, we, didn't that, say the, we didn't say the T word. No, I don't think we did. We didn't even say the Biden word. No, but we did say the M word, McConnell. But mm. but it's okay. Well, that was um, Clarence's fault. That was Clarence's fault. But I just, yeah, it's it's still a cesspool, and God help us. Oh yeah, I'm still that. watching the TV to find out, you know, what fresh hell because I'm because I'm I uh, either I'm in, addicted to anxiety at this point, or um, <laughs> <laughs> or I'm just yeah. waiting for the other shoe to drop. No, well, I mean things are every bit as as dire as they were when you know who was in office. It's just that we've and and, and, and his party is is showing that it is not going to change. No, they it think is not. they think not. unity means we still do everything their way. <laughs> just, you know. They're just it's just unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. Okay, we, we did okay. We did I it. Know, I know. I we know. did. We did. We did. Okay, I'm Thank just going to end this way because I'm going to. I would have gotten very angry. We got to say one thing. We just got to say, Democrats, you won. Stop acting like you didn't. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Okay. Sorry, guys, for if you wanted more political talk. I'm just not. I needed a break. Okay. Talk to you tomorrow. I suppose we'll get political. Bye. Lynn Cullen Live. Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers. <laughs>